Pikachu. Did you ever see the leaked evolution of Raichu? Yeah. It looked good. <laughs> You'd fucks with that Raichu? Uh, I mean, I did. I, I was the one who asked the question, where's Pikachu's dick years ago? Uh, I mean, this is all staying in the recording, by the way, to be used for blackmail material. I, that's quite all right. Yeah. I'd swipe right on Raichu's evolution. Ooh. God damn it. Wouldn't be able to keep a conversation, though. No. <laughs> so, anyway... <laughs> Welcome to Nightcaps at the Theater. Yay. Um, we are in our amuse-bouche segment where we talk about pop culture, mm-hmm. what we're watching, movies, TV, theater, Life. what we're listening to, yeah. all that jazz. Mm-hmm. Uh, who am I sitting here with tonight? I'm Too Nice. I'm Jonathan Kwiatkowski. I'm Matt. <laughs> You gotta fix the Taco Bell app. I tried ordering <laughs> drive through It wouldn't let me. It would keep crashing. I had to I had to pick it up at the counter. <laughs> at the counter? Cabrera. <laughs> and I'm double fisting a supplement. An, uh, or, uh, no. A depressive, <laughs> a, an a upper depre- and a downer. An, yeah, yeah, an upper and a downer. Mark Zebro. Sounds like my stimulant. Friday night. A stimulant and a depressant. <laughs> That's what I meant. Yeah. I don't know why that came out of my mouth. <laughs> what did you say? A stimulant? A, yeah, I don't know what the hell that was. Mm, a biotic <laughs> I, man. <laughs> I, I took one sip of that beer and I'm like, oh, I guess I'm done. <laughs> yeah, you know, we pressure people at our household over here wherever we record to drink at 1030 in the morning. Yep. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah. Well, who's going to start off? Well, I guess we got to start off with our uh, our newest of segments. Uh, Shut up, weeb. Uh, I'll go first. Uh, I'm still my uh, anime watching of uh, phase of life. My My Hero Academia. I'm now Uh in the middle of season three. Uh, which uh, getting ready for season four, Coming which comes soon. comes out October twelfth, from what I believe. Hmm. Uh, it's catching up with the manga, which I'm almost caught up fully with with that as well, and it's and it's heavy. It's it's and everyone is so likable. It's a competition for for best girl and best boy in my in my uh, <laughs> in my mind's eye. But uh, yeah, I I love that show. Mm. I can't can't talk about it enough. Best boy is I think my favorite credit. At the end of a movie, yeah, I best love seeing boy. who the best, best boy. boy is. Who's the best boy? Yeah, <laughs> there's got to be like one. One Pennywise was the best boy. Ooh, yeah. there's got to be a best best boy in the business. <laughs> a best buy. <laughs> Who's Ooh. the best buy out of Ooh. the best boys? Hmm, I don't know. <laughs> this is a. Uh, <laughs> This is veering into some uh, scandalous territory, some black market territory, I know. depending on uh, how you phrase that. We've got one of the leaders right here at the table. <laughs> uh, next one I watched was a anime movie uh, called The Night is Short. Walk on, girl. Yeah. I've been meaning to see this, and my PS4 told me you were watching it, and I immediately got upset over it. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a hell of a movie. I think it, I might have seen a preview for this. Yeah. It looked good. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like one of those, like... Um, you know everything's done in one night sort of ordeal you know like it's uh you know think think of like a you know a coming of age movie but anime that's mm-hmm. the best way to, but like in a much more surreal sense so there's uh it it it, it stars this uh well two people actually like this girl who's fond of alcohol and uh you know and this other <laughs> uh guy who who's fond of her who's trying to like make every instance that he's around her to seem like like chance or fate as if like they're fated to be together Mm -hmm. but they're like 19 years old so like they're they both have a little bit of naivete about them but she's also like sort of a savant and she's able to just like out drink anybody and then after (laughs) going to this wedding she just like 
goes into the nightlife and just wants to like see the adult world in terms of like like who's mucking about and just doing all these crazy things and it just becomes like a, a wild ride and it's only like an hour and a half and the movie uh, runtime really speaks to like the message of it too where it's like you know like the, the title's called uh, The Night is Short but it it makes everyone feel like it's a year when they're around this girl and like the things that she's doing and mm-hmm. it makes it makes the night feel just so much more longer and and, and the same way with the, with the movie itself but like that's a good thing in my my, my mind because it's it's really, really enjoyable. I, 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 I really dig it. Um, it's got everything. It, 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 I just told um, John off the air where it, it's all the check marks. It's, it's got alcohol. It's got musical. It's got books. And it's got anxiety. These are so. all things that I love. Yeah, and it, it, <laughs> and it can relate to. <laughs> it's and it's just so sweet. You know, it's very wholesome. So mm-hmm. I, I highly recommend it. It's on nice. my list. That's awesome. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's it. All right. I guess I'll go next since... You, do you even watch anime? I I think I have one that I haven't talked about. It's been a while. You want oh my, my VRV account? Well, <laughs> I don't I will even go know next. what that is. <laughs> Verb. <laughs> yeah. Um, I will go next. One of these you probably won't like, but I enjoyed both of these on my list. So I'll start with the bad news. I watched Steven Universe the movie. Mm-hmm. It was very okay. good. Okay. It was an excellent movie. Well, I thought and you half. said you were starting with the bad news. Well, I know that certain people at this table don't like Steven uh, Universe. I'm not a fan of it, but you know, I, I'm not going to take that away from you. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I think it is set after the season six finale. The, there's a time skip for two years where we see some characters age and some stuff change in is the that, story. That show's over. No. Right? No? It's oh, renewed okay. for season six, yeah. I mean, okay. season seven or season six. It's weird how they do seasons. One season will have like 42 episodes. <laughs> one season will have like three episodes. Yeah, I think I saw yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. But uh, it was very good. Um, there's a villain in this that they introduce, a one-off movie villain or so it seems, but actually made me feel for the villain in relationship to this world, which is difficult to pull off, especially when you're just getting introduced to someone. And um, the music in this movie, it's set up like an old school musical. And we could see that Rebecca Sugar, who's like director, animator, uh, this is her baby. She gets a lot of inspiration from other anime and musical references. Um, the villain's voiced by Sarah Stiles, who is currently on Broadway in Tootsie. Um, I saw her on Broadway in Into the Woods. And there are tons of Broadway people in this cast, which I really appreciate. You know, being the theater person, mm-hmm. along being one of the theater people. I was listening to your anime was on a mistake episode that that just oh, went up. Well, you and know, I, me I, and Dan are diehard fans of that. Yeah, so yeah. like hearing the two of you mull over it, and it was like, oh, yeah, this is fun to hear yeah. the two of you banter over mm-hmm. something. And if you don't watch it, just listen to some of the music because we've got Estelle there, and she's a fabulous artist. You know, she's a, a, a British pop sensation. I've oh, we know her from uh, American Boy. Oh yeah, I've, American I've, boy. Yeah, is that you a thing? You'll be my American oh, yeah, that, boy. That yeah, American boy. <laughs> Estelle, <laughs> are you here? I listen to some of her stuff. I'm not too crazy about oh, it. Oh my goodness, she's so chill. Uh, I love her voice. Yeah. Well, I'll check her out. I, I didn't really know she was still making music. <laughs> that was like the only hit she well, had. Well, I mean, she's on the show consistently, and she is a, a fan favorite character. Nice. So we get to hear some music there. Um, and then something much more depressing, but I think <laughs> you will find much more worthwhile. I finished the first season of Made in Abyss. At uh, last. Yeah. I thought there was only one. Are there two? It's renewed for two. But really? it was two years ago. Um, but there's a second one coming. Oh, the wow. manga has eclipsed it already at this point. But Oh, um, that's good. It's given me strong Madoka Magica vibes, Mm -hmm. except more fucked up, if that could be a thing. It's shorter. It's 13 episodes this first season, and episode 10... 
Oh boy. <laughs> a lot of shit went down in episode 10. I gotta check this out. I've been recommending it to people blindly. Yeah, I have the Blu-ray so you can borrow it. Nice. Um, I found it for 20 bucks online, so that's not bad. Solid. Um, and uh, if I can give you a basic premise, it's these children grow up in this town surrounding this giant abyss, and basically how they get their livelihood is they send people down into the abyss, and they get relics and bring them back up, but there's a certain point where you can go so far down the abyss that if you come back up, you're going to, like, kill yourself. Mm -hmm. um, and at every level, something hellish happens to you. Like, at the first level, you start throwing up and you can't control it. Second level is, like, dizziness and uh, hallucinations. And then, like, the third is oh, bleeding from every orifice. <laughs> and yeah, we've uh, had that. That's a regular Friday for me. Um, there is a lot of body horror in this anime, and it has to deal with 12-year-olds and younger children. And Oh, boy. I, I was just sipping, you know, on the couch, and... Uh, I don't know how to cope with this stuff. I, I do, put down I, fucked up in my notes. I love the premise, though. Yeah. I yeah. I just think... It feels very video gamey. Yeah, um, like, you know, couple, like, every episode's like uh, deeper and deeper you yeah. go. Uh, I've been really wanting to catch this. I've been hearing just tons and tons of recommendations from mm -hmm. people, so I, I haven't had it spoiled for me yet, too, yeah. So which don't. is nice. Yeah. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I recently just got like a free VRV account, so I'm gonna... Verve? Like, yeah, that's right. Sponsored by Verve! <laughs> gonna bring that back up again. I but, wish. Uh, uh, but uh, yeah, I'm gonna uh, get on it as soon as I can, and uh -huh. just so I don't start paying for it. VRV, okay. that sounds like VR in an RV. Ooh. I think this is a, new, this is a new idea. VR... Yeah. VR, VR RV, VR RV. Yeah. Do you like pretend you're driving it, or do you like maybe go somebody somebody else is driving and you get like the sensation oh. of moving? And there's like a family fight going on in the front seat, and <laughs> yeah. you're in the back seat looking out the window, pretending you're somewhere else. Yeah, exactly. Mm, I can get into that sort of thing. Yeah, some people pay for that uh, depression. That service. <laughs> that service. Yeah. Um, and that's my shut up weave segment. Only two things this week. Not a lot. My job started up again. Oh yeah. <laughs> Well, I've got one. This is, uh, this is already a couple weeks old at this point, but I don't believe I mentioned it on the podcast. Um, my neighbor Totoro oh. went to a Fathom Events showing of that in the theater, and it was interesting. It was an English dub, which was actually pretty good. I, yeah. I really liked what they did with the dub, and also an English sub. Which was kind of weird. That was a little bit jarring because, you know, occasionally what they would say doesn't match up. Yeah, there's one always to one. some people that need to watch it with both. Uh, I mean, I I didn't mind it because it didn't get in the way. Yeah. Uh, I just thought it was a little weird and like maybe a glitch in their system, but that was the way it was supposed to be presented. But I kind of got to pick and choose like which uh, delivery of the line I liked more. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's a good movie. Um, it's pretty much the first time I watched it um, in its entirety. And I, I will say maybe it's a bit overrated. I could say that. I, I would agree with that. Okay, good. I, I, I like the movie, but yeah. yeah. I it, see where you're coming it's at. It's very feel-good, um, but it, there's not like too much conflict. It's not mm -hmm. terribly... Uh, there's just really not like a much, much at stake or much that really goes on into the premise. But you're watching it and you know it's a little bit magical transportive and you know There's the anime fucking goat <laughs> <laughs> yeah you could say it's more of just an escape for what the girls are going through yeah i would i would uh, more or less like May and Satsuki. <laughs> the fanning girls no but i mean they're they're cute mm -hmm. i love may she's adorable she oh, has yeah. that gift where she's face down in the puddle crying oh, it's so i use cute. it frequently yeah but no that's that's both dakota and elfan yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's very, which like I think the only move they've actually like 
technically been together. together? They prob- they've been in other movies I, together. I couldn't if tell If not, you. they voiced like older <laughs> and slightly younger versions of each other's character probably at some point in their lives. I'm still not convinced they're two people. <laughs> <laughs> this is true, too. I buy into that. Uh, one just kind of morphed yeah. off like a, like <laughs> one, a, a piece of Take off your sun hat, Dakota Fanning. <gasps> <laughs> like a tumor, a growth. Yeah. Chimera Fanning. Kill me. <laughs> basket case (laughs) but I mean that's all I've got you know it's very pleasant Mm -hmm. Um, I just I don't know if it's like high art yeah especially like Miyazaki who's brought us so much other cat bus kind of more adult fare I love cat bus yeah it's it's got like really pleasant characters and moments like that so Mm -hmm. You, you you gotta like it. Yeah, you can listen to my other podcast, Anime Was Not a Mistake, where we have a detailed talk about this, me and my fellow co-host Dan Ryan. Um, just a few trivia points for you. Um, there's a lot of death symbolism and a lot of internet conspiracy that uh, it's based around a real Japanese death that happened with like a young girl drowning in a, a paddy field. Oh my. Um, that you can look into and have a fun time. And also, what else? Was, oh, it was a double bill with Grave of the Fireflies, the most depressing movie of all time. I don't know. So... <laughs> I it makes wa- sense. I want to ask you too, because this question has uh, haunted us. Which do you think of these double bills was shown first? Because everywhere online, there is no, there was no set order. Like we can't tell if first it was Grave for the Fireflies and then it was Totoro, or it's if Totoro be, came. It's got to be Grave first. Uh, no, I think it would have to be Totoro first. But then you leave the theater so just downtrodden. <laughs> no, but uh, that way they could get the kids out of there before you know they cry over. You know, right? What do you mean? Like, they realize Totoro's over. If you want to stay for Grave of the Fireflies, you can, right? Like, wouldn't that be a thing? I would think. That that makes makes more sense to me. Yeah. That does make sense. And, like, kids have to go to bed earlier, you know, get out of there earlier. Okay. I mean, I haven't seen Grave of the Fireflies, so I'm not one to really, like, say anything. The most depressing movie of all time. (laughs) I don't know. It's up there. I've seen some depressing stuff. Oh, you'll see. Melancholia. Oh, that's, please, that's a, a pleasure cruise compared to Grave of the Fireflies. That's a, a gay romp through the end of the world. <laughs> but I, I think if you have to watch both... Kristen Dunst in a soccer field making love to someone. <laughs> Kiefer Sullivan hanging himself. Yeah. I think if you watch both, or if you have to watch both, you definitely got to put Totoro second, though. Because yeah. you need that pick-me-up right after you're punched in the gut. <laughs> yeah. If you could stand to watch a movie again. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Ever again. Yeah. Or just after Grave of the Fireflies, no more movies for me. Nope. Never again. I'm good. Won't be fooled. Mm. Shut up, weeb has ended. I believe I so. so. Shall time, we move Time to say to, shut up. <laughs> to the judge in <laughs> TV court. <laughs> shut up, Bang Your Bang. Honor. <laughs> You're out of line. Objection. <laughs> Overruled. Um, I'll start. I have two things. Two little tiny things. Uh, little marshals. Yeah, little bites, little cases to present. Um, season three of Dragula is back up and running again. Dragula, if you don't know, is the premier horror drag show on Amazon Prime this season. I've never heard of this. I know. A is lot of people have. third season? This is the third season, and the budget is here. It's run by a pair calling themselves the Boulet Brothers, and their whole thing is beauty, filth, glamour, and uh, horror. Hmm. And this is like RuPaul's Drag Race, except with actual judging and hosts. So some of the hosts that they are going to have, uh, they, of course, have, like, Elvira. They get uh, Millie Shapiro from Hereditary to come back and reprise her role as a judge <laughs> at the same time. The little girl, you know, click, click sound. Um <laughs> 
they, they've gotten some comic book artists that I think I forgot to mention last time, but I know they did some things that maybe Mark would be familiar with. Probably. Uh, to be judges with. And it, it, it's like Fear Factor and Drag Race had a baby, if I had to give this show a sentence premise. Interesting. Um, before you get eliminated, you have to go through a challenge. Last week it was jump out of this airplane or go home. <laughs> oh. And, oh. you know, the one who didn't jump out. And they have to do it in drag, so, you know, they're jumping out of the airplane while they're... Here's fine. Uh, wow. Another one is, uh, you know, you have to eat all of this awful in front of you. And awful is like intestines. They have to drink blood. They have to <clears throat> eat all this stuff. And there was a lot of gagging on it. Why? And, um, Why are they doing this? This <laughs> one was just, we're going to tattoo something random on your body. Hope you enjoy. Bye. <laughs> and they did that. It was kind of fun. Uh, it was a rock star challenge this week where they have to put together two girl groups um, and essentially what happened is one of them, Hollow's Eve, her talents is she can pull like needles out of everywhere on her face and one of her bandmates pulled them out and she didn't have any more clean needles so she broke character and that, you know, team got rimmed for it but at the same time, um, it was interesting. I, huh. I like the show. I think if you haven't seen a drag show before, maybe you is, should watch it. Is this something with like a spinoff? No, no, they make fun of RuPaul all the time because RuPaul is sold out apparently, and I, I agree with that. The, what? How I'm thinking about this? Like, I'm I'm trying to relate it back to like say the real world, like the challenge or whatever that is, where mm. they bring back previous contestants. No, they're all and new put contestants. Them again. Yeah. Okay, yeah, they haven't previously been on Drag Race. Some have auditioned for Drag Race, like Ava Destruction this year, but haven't gotten on, mm. even though they're supremely talented. Um, I just think this has better judging and a more rounded you know, feel to it. It doesn't feel as fabricated as Drag Race does, where we can mm. see, like, oh, they should have clearly gone home for this challenge. And it feels yeah. a little bit more supportive. And I guess that's ironic because it's horror-based and they're, like, eating bugs and having fun. <laughs> yeah. Having oh, fun. and someone, for their art... I mean, I'm okay with this. They had uh, used tampons in the freezer that they were using for their drag thing. I was okay with that. It's art. It speaks to different things. Yeah. I've seen people puke on each other before. It's as long right. as you're not, like, throwing it at other people. Yeah. She had it in a Ziploc bag, and that was the excuse. Right. <laughs> yeah. As long as not touching skin or anything or else. Yeah. Any, I mean, you know, if it gets to my ice anywhere next to my whiskey, I'll be a little concerned. But other than that, I'll be good. <laughs> um, and then... On a completely, you know, 180, uh, the Great British Baking Show, <laughs> where there is not a tampon in sight on the show. Uh, they made fig bars, and it was bread week, and Netflix has uh, given us uh, one episode a week, and I'm loving it. I see, watch it every Friday night. This one-two punch you just did is Grave of the Fireflies, uh, followed Totoro, by my see? favorite Totoro. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's funny. Uh, <laughs> Uh, this week they made veggie burger buns and they called buns over there they called them bobs <laughs> bops bops B-A-P-S black American princesses oh Any, no you've never seen that movie no oh my gosh I've Halle Berry you no. haven't seen BAPS can't, no. can't say I have well, you ain't ever grown up anywhere, man <laughs> I suppose listen I saw Stella got her groove back oh, alright please honestly <laughs> I had to make a BAPS reference. Future watch on this podcast. I'll make you watch BAPS. Maybe you'll learn a little something. But Great British Baking Show. I love it. It's fun. Nice. My court case is ended. Oh, well, I've got a doozy, so I'll go last. Okay. I'll make it quick. Cool. Uh, I saw uh, this new show on Amazon that just uh, came out, I think this week, uh, called Undone. Oh yeah! Uh, this is with the uh, I think the director of uh, Scanner Darkly. If you guys yeah. remember this movie, oh, that's uh, out. I've been meaning to watch no, this. So it, he's not involved, but, <laughs> but it looks the, like the it. technology it, yeah. is familiar yeah. or is similar. You're so, repurposing this. That's technology. A, that's well, Richard Linklater. Oh, yeah. is it really director yeah. of Before wow. Trilogy? 
Yeah, that's why I'm not a big fan of that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's fine. It's a fine film. Yeah. It's got problems. <laughs> yeah, but um, uh, but no, like, well, uh, unlike that movie, this one doesn't have problems. Uh, this or the show rather. Nice. Uh, it's uh, it's about eight episodes, but at uh, twenty four minutes uh, a piece. Mm-hmm. Uh. It, very good. I, I I I appreciate the kind of like cell shading style that they go with here. Mm-hmm. They kind of in the way they kind of do. It's like they kind of like overlap like one little texture over over another. They kind of like kind of showed it off with a behind the scenes feature I saw. Nice. And I'm not really familiar with a lot of these actors. Like the one that really stands out the most is Bob Odenkirk, who's actually a producer on the mm-hmm. show. The woman is uh. <laughs> the woman. Uh, well, the female lead is um, <laughs> Alita. So, oh, oh Madeline! Oh, that's right. Yeah. I herself, Amanda I, Salazar. I, I thought think. those eyes looked familiar. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> those big eyes. But uh, no, she. I mean, she's a big standout here. Everyone, everyone has something weighty to do on the show too. And nice. uh, I can't really go into detail. Like, do you guys actually know the premise of the show? Uh, uh, barely. So, dad dies. She's talking to dead dad and I, trying to cope with things. That's all you need. Okay. I'm not going to say anything all else. Right. That's it's, all I got from the trailer I watched. It's uh, the first episode is just pretty standard you're kind of like getting to know everyone like important that's going to be on this uh, on this uh, this show and it, it it's very real you know as animated like like this like the the look of it mm-hmm. it makes it feel much more like standouts like the everyone's expressions yeah. are very like poignant and they and, mm-hmm. and they just kind of like really get a, a much more bigger sense of what everyone's kind of going through nice. like right there face front and it, it it's not distracting at all I, I that's uh that's something i was afraid of and uh, but uh, no it's 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 very good it, it's very trippy yeah. at times it, it kind of dips somewhere in the last couple episodes but uh, it, it 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 picks right back and up how many episodes is it again it's uh, eight episodes how and long I, 30 uh, minutes just under thirty minutes. Oh, like twenty. Yeah. Well, like, this like, sounds like an like, afternoon binge. Like, tw- That's like, manageable. Yeah. I, I watched it all in one sitting yesterday, yeah. and wow. I was just like, "This this was great." And I don't, I can't see that it might come back for a second season. I I I, I won't say for it's sure. It might yeah. be one of those things where it's like, it might have. I don't know if this is much more of a spoiler, but. Might have sort of like a Birdman esque kind of ending. Okay. So that's mm. that's where I have to leave it. I I, I highly recommend the show. I'll watch it. So nice. without list. without yeah, without saying I thought it was out next week. Without saying anything else, go watch it. Okay. That's awesome. Um. Yeah. That's maybe, all I have for uh, maybe rotoscoping will make a comeback. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, Link I later is just uh, ahead of the game. We could dig up Kev Calloway and have him in a Betty Boop uh, cartoon. <laughs> quick as a, a flash. A, a scanner darker. Ooh. And you know that's a parody of a, a Bergman movie name, right? Is it? Yeah, Looking Through a Glass, glass Darkly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, all right. <laughs> so, without Bergman, maybe this wouldn't have existed. <laughs> well, yeah, it it would have just had a different Let's go title. back, remaster that film, and put the cell shading over that and yeah. see if that works. That movie was trippy, too. <laughs> All right, that's all I got. Yeah, I, I said that I had a doozy, but I, <laughs> I lied. I, no, I got my segments confused. I got my segments crossed. Oh. Um, of course, TV court. Hey. <laughs> How could I forget <laughs> the television um, that we watch? I really, speaking of forgetting, I, I've forgotten. I finished something. What did I finish? <laughs> Nothing that I could recall. I already, I we talked about Bebop. I think that was the last real thing I finished. Yeah. And then uh, that was after the last that, time you were on the yeah. East Bush segment. Did you just scat man there? <laughs> a little bit. Bebop. 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 Bebop.
Yeah, I, I kind of started the spy with Sasha Baron Cohen. The spy. The spy who shagged me. Um, it's inspired by a true story, um, maybe based on, I don't know how true it is, but it's Sasha Baron Cohen playing uh, an Israeli man who goes undercover for oh, his country in the 60s. I know what this is. I don't. Yeah, it, it's good. It's not anything revolutionary or like revelatory but it's good it's got decent production value and uh it's it's nice to look at mm-hmm. um but i'm only like halfway through the first season which i think is only six episodes um i do I, i'm a fan of sasha baron cohen's acting actually like he does kind of melt into the character for me like i maybe the first scene he was in i was like hey hey that's him but then uh, afterwards you just really get used to it so that's good i, I always like seeing him in dramatic roles mm-hmm. um he's he's a good actor and i kind of wish you know that we got to see him his turn as a uh, freddie mercury I, last year but. i just think of him from sweeney todd and then i and then all my kids still make the borat oh, reference yeah. i'm like how do you even know what borat is <laughs> that's true <laughs> like hey, very nice <laughs> mr Kane. Yeah. where am i how old are you people going back and rewatching borat now it's a little jarring just because you know that a lot of these people are in on the joke. Yak like, Mr. K. What does that mean? I just, I don't know. I, I, I love Sasha Bear Cohen, but like, I, yeah. yeah, I, I, I want to see him do more dr- dramatic roles because I yeah. know he can, he can do that. Definitely. He just chooses to do shit a lot of the time. <laughs> I like his role in uh, Hugo as well as like a I train, see, train I conductor. Seen Hugo. Hugo's good. Oh, good. People tell me I should say Hugo. Yeah. Scorsese. It's, yeah, I was gonna say a Scorsese film. And right at like that's not you would think a Scorsese would do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, there's a little bit of violence, I assume, missing in that movie somewhere. Uh, I mean, I little, mean uh, do we got few? Al Pacino somewhere in, in the movie? <laughs> I don't know. He he was busy doing uh oh no I'm thinking of De Niro. The Irishman doing like uh, an Adam Sandler <laughs> yeah. movie. Oh, uh, Don Cachino. Yeah. <laughs> What's my brand, Don Cachino? <laughs> but uh, it's. It's entertaining. It's enjoyable. I'm going to keep watching it. All right. And I... Again, more Sasha, please. <sighs> more Sasha? Yeah. Um, are we done? I, yeah, I, I'm, I, I'm done. I'm putting Movie down my phone. gavel. Bang the gavel. Movie phone. Bang, bang, bang. Court done. Ring, ring, ring. <laughs> phone up. Um, I've got two, but one we collectively shared that I guess we're saving to the end. Yes. Um, so I'll get through my one. Okay. <laughs> before we talk about the big one. Bergman Box, open it up, have a piece. <laughs> Did you hear about what Popeyes is doing though? I want to, speaking of boxes. What do you mean, the chicken sandwich? Well, no, since the chicken sandwich is a thing, they now have a new alternative for you. You didn't hear? I, just, I was just get, at Popeyes yesterday. Oh, get free shit. Strap <laughs> in, people. It is a doozy of a real story. So, Popeyes, love of my life. I am engaged. Check it out on Facebook. We've been engaged for about three years at this point. Yeah, I married Popeyes. <laughs> Scroll through my Facebook. I have a whole thing. It's the most likes I've ever gotten on Facebook before. I felt really good about myself. Anyways, Popeyes says, instead of giving you a chicken sandwich at some locations, you are now allowed to bring your own bread. You can bring your own bread into Popeyes and order a three-piece chicken strip meal, and it's basically the same thing without the pickles and the mayo. Oh, I disagree with that. I know, and I don't know if I necessarily agree with this practice. I think there's some way to cheat the system here, but I'm not quite sure how. I still don't... 
All that sounds going. disgusting, and I'm not going to do any of that. Are you bashing Popeyes? I don't. I don't eat. If fried I can chicken. bring oh, a nice no, brioche is... bun and have a nice Popeye chicken strip, I'd be fine with Listen, that. That's I'm true. No, I'm gonna no, bring my mayo. I'm no, I'm no stranger to the fast food, but like I don't eat uh, KFC or. Oh, I hate oh, KFC. I hate KFC. I, don't, I, I love Popeyes. You know, you know what? I fucks with KFC. To me, to me, KFC is Burger King. KFC's Popeyes so is fatty. Popeyes is also fatty. Popeyes, I could say, hello, Popeyes employee. Can I have that? They'll go, baby, you're so nice. Here's an extra six strips in your meal. Every Popeyes I go to. That's pretty nice. And let me tell you about the soundtrack. Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> that little Cajun New Orleans yeah. sound music is like, someone's doing a phone over there. good. I love it. You can't bash Popeyes. Not on this house. Not in my house. I was never a fan. I blast that soundtrack when I'm riding. Future watch. On this pub- podcast, podcast. Right, here's here's my uh, loaf of wonder bread here for you, oh, Mr. Cashier. See, but that's boring. Bring some good bread. Get that's you a siabras roll. You know. I really didn't know they Sour- were doing that. Sourdough. No siabras. I don't know what that is. It's a uh, A and J supermarkets <laughs> yeah, oh. for Hispanics and me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I. Okay, so what I don't understand is this. They're sold out of the chicken sandwich everywhere. How did we get location. here? I, we're going on this tangent. <laughs> Bergman box, we opened Supposedly up a box related. of Popeyes. Yeah. <laughs> so what are they missing? What ingredient are they missing to make well, these sandwiches? Matt and I know if you go into a Popeyes at noon and you wow. expect to eat at 12.05. You know what? You guys continue. I have to use the bathroom. Okay. Go on your right. Popeyes sure, no problem. All right. So if you go into a Popeyes at 12 and you expect to leave at 12.05. <laughs> you better call the you boss. Have, you have got a different story coming no, to you, you. You're calling your manager. You know you're like, going to be there for three hours just eating that Popeyes. Like, waiting listen, for that Popeyes chicken. The <laughs> order could be right there in the basket behind yep. you. You could go back and get it. And it still wouldn't be. And done. if you think you're gonna raise your voice and be like, "Excuse me, it's Yo, right behind you," they're gonna, ooh, they're gonna be like, "You don't need to come back here again." I go into Popeyes every time with the patience of a saint, and I expect to be treated, you know, in yeah. due time. Just don't go during your lunch break, or else you're gonna be calling your manager, and being like, "Listen, I fucked up," and they'll be like, "Don't you know better? You don't go to Popeyes during lunch hour." Yeah, and I just wanted to bring that up on this podcast. I'm sorry, I'm, it came no, to mind. I'm, so. I'm still confused about the chicken sandwich. Yeah. Oh, so are they just missing the bread? No, they, I think they're they just missing the, the manpower and the will. And, uh, you know, the lines so. are just too long. Because, you know, if more than four people are in a Popeye's line, that's a two-hour wait. Well, that's true. I got to <laughs> say, I could die happy, though, because I've had I a chicken sandwich. I haven't yet. I had it one time. It was good. It was good? It, you know, nothing mind-blowing, but it was good. I mayonnaise. Mayonnaise was great. <laughs> I just... um. Why don't they put in the biscuits? What Are if you you're kidding like, me? We're still talking about what, yeah. <laughs> what if you're like, <laughs> okay, I'll order a side of biscuit... And you just put the chicken strip in there. You could do that yourself, though. Well, yeah, but then... And if you cut uh, the biscuit yeah. the wrong way, it's going to get all crumbly. It's going to get everywhere. Because they don't give you the three strips. They don't. <laughs> they're dry. <laughs> they're dry, but they're That's why you need some Popeye's Spencer and, uh, sweet tea with your order. <laughs> That's true. $5 for a gallon. Anyway, Bergman box. Um, <laughs> Thank you. I watched one Bergman movie these past weeks, and I have to say it might be my favorite, Ooh. but it is extremely difficult to describe, and I... Cannot really find the words to do so. Um, so bear with me. Um, it's basically this traveling group of actors slash magicians are making stops around the country and they're performing different things. And in Bergman terms, that can mean like sexual acts, that can mean real magic, that can oh. mean they're, a, they're a, a kid's birthday party or something like that. We're never explicitly told if the magic is real or not. Okay. And it... At the same time, they get invited to, like, this duke's house, and they're all there, and the duke is like, 
prove to me that you could do magic or else I'm going to kill you and lobotomize you in the morning. Holy. And this happens and another dude dies and the bodies are switched and the real magician lives and gets off scot-free. Uh, the prestige. But at the same time, they're like questioned at the end and there's like morals involved. And of course, being a Bergman film, there's like relationship issues with like the magician might have some past with the Duke's wife it's and the like Duke might... House on Haunted Hill a little uh, bit. Coming back for season two. No, no, not, oh, not, no. not Hill House. Oh, yeah, House, House on, ha- on Haunted Hill. Which yeah. one, the remake? No, the original. What? The remake? With, that movie's been Sweet remade. Sweet dreams so, are yeah. made of but it, it does, but it's it's meant... I, I read some notes that Bergman wrote about it. He said that it's a, not supposed to be a horror, but there's like two horror sequences in this movie okay. that aren't really scary. And at times it's farcical, like there's buffoonery and clowning going on with the downstairs, like maids and stuff. Okay, I so, like that he doesn't like restrict himself to a genre. Yeah, but I really can't classify what this movie is at all. I yeah. can't give you like that's I fair. I spent an hour after just thinking of the description, and that's all I could <laughs> come up with for this film. Mm-hmm. And it's one of my favorites. Wait, what's it called? The Magician. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, with um um. Edward Norton. No. <laughs> oh, wait, no, that's The Illusionist. Yes. <laughs> um, but it's a high recommend for me if you start with... Maybe a future watch and you can help me decipher it. But it it's weird. But I loved it. Nice. Nice. All right, the Popeyes segment has concluded. <laughs> Louisiana. Anyone else see any other movies besides the big deal we're talking about? Well, How many a, we got today? I got a doozy. Do you right. have something other than uh, I, I, the big I, deal? I do have one. Uh, not much of a movie, but more of a, <laughs> a special. An event. Uh, Dave Chappelle's Sticks and Stones. Ah. So this is the one where everyone, uh, Vice was all over. Where it's like, don't watch this. This right. is this, this is terrible. <laughs> it was not funny. Where it's huh. like, you're an idiot, Vice. You don't know what you're talking about. But then... What? Oh, I don't know. It seems like that's where you're going. No, this was hilarious. Oh, this nice. was great. Dave, I love Dave Chappelle. All right, he's I think he's one of my top comedians out there for me in terms of uh, uh, me just like busting a gut. I was <laughs> I was there uh, for Half Baked, the Chappelle Show, yep. and and now more than ever. I mean, this is like his third Netflix special. I want to say, yeah, I think so. And uh, he, it it's very much in the in the vein of like addressing cancel culture. Mm. And like that's one of his first bits that he that he opens up with, where it's like I'm gonna do an impression. And, and, I saw uh, this. this yeah, where he's, he's like uh, making fun of. He's like, oh, no, no matter what you do, whatever what you say, I'm gonna find out, and I'm gonna and, and I'm gonna like uh, make sure that like you your uh, people call you out for it. Like like who is that? Or it's like oh Donald Trump. It's like no, that's you, motherfuckers. <laughs> All you hear like like are trying to like get me or trying to say like I'm I'm the worst person in the world. Fuck y'all. <laughs> Uh, but like no, like because everyone, everyone nowadays is just like trying to find up, find some reason to like try and like bring someone down for 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 whatever reason. You know, yeah. there was a whole thing back like what? I mean, everyone. All right, hold on. Uh, Use your words. So, you know, like back during the the whole Me Me Too movement, like mm-hmm. not like a lot, a lot of this came. I know with Harvey Weinstein with uh, Kevin Spacey, <laughs> but uh. Then, like, we started things coming out with Aziz Ansari, and then uh, for yeah. uh, Chris Hardwick, and then James Franco, and a lot of these just didn't weren't really true. If anything, they were exaggerated uh, in terms of uh, what was going on, and, and uh, so he, he brings some of that to light. And it's just like you, you, you can't 
go crazy about what someone says, especially when it's like comedic value. Now I'm I'm in this vein, and like we talked about this last week mm-hmm. with the uh, with the, the the Dragon Ball cast, mm-hmm. you know what they those leaks that came out, and I'm like, you can't take that so serious. Like, like these guys were just having fun. Who knows how old this was? Maybe they were like you know like in a recording booth, just like I mean they do the, the people in a booth will like say this kind of like weird raunchy shit, <laughs> and but like it's not as if like they're like anti semites or like racist or anything like yeah, that. Just, just look at us. Yeah, yeah. Huh? I mean, come on. Uh, but I can't point fingers at me. <laughs> <laughs> just people nowadays just want to complain about everything and anything and everything and everyone. So I, I he brings a lot of that to light, and I, I'm it's I think it's funny. I, I think it's a uh, topical, and uh, yeah, I and, I and I recommend it. And there's like a special if you're interested too. There's a there's a kind of epilogue thing, uh, af- credit scene after it. Well, like, kind of like a, like a an extra like feature. Dave Chappelle will hmm. like when when he when he when he played <laughs> I think earlier last year at uh, in New York, and it was just like a compilation of like some of his like. Um, questions he was taking from the audience and uh, like okay. what he was talking about, like maybe maybe a story or two with uh, him and Charlie Murphy. Oh. So it's uh, it's it's very sweet. It's very touching. Nice. So I I I highly recommend it. So nice. That's yeah. awesome. Yep. You know what I say. It's comedy. Yep. It, that, <laughs> John's right. It's comedy. Where would we be without comedy? And the crave Joan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shut up. Who are you wearing? Oh. Melissa. <laughs> all right, so that's all I got until we have to talk about the 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 one, the collective one. Ah, uh, well, I've got a I've got a baker's dozen. All right, well, I'm gonna go to the bathroom. Start your job. <laughs> My turn to go to the bathroom. Oh boy! Now I'll try to make it quick. I'll do like a sentence for each. I really can't believe I haven't talked about this on the uh, on the show before. It's felt like so long ago. I'm gonna start out with uh, I'm going in chronological order basically. So I'm starting out with Brian Banks. This is Brian um. Banks. The the biopic about the uh, football star or uh, aspiring football star who um, was denied his career and actually sent to prison for a false accusation of rape by by a fellow high school student when okay. when he was in high school and um, it's okay it's you know the subject matter is very um, very serious and handled decently but it just comes off feeling pretty generic at times and i think we have better like representations of these kinds of subjects i think they could have just done a a better job at maybe humanizing many of the characters or just just making things make more sense like morgan freeman has a turn in this movie Hmm. as like a a very uh, kind like guiding uh mentor that he meets in prison but it's just never really fleshed out enough to mean much to the audience um you know obviously this guy means a lot to the titular uh, brian banks but it just doesn't come across that way to the audience and there's there's just some stuff that's missing and and honestly there are times when it feels like a lifetime tv movie um Hmm. because you'll have like montages set to like R&B music or, or rap music that just feels very lifetimey and just very TV movie. Uh, it, it feels amateurish. Mm. So it, it's it's kind of a shame. It, it's pretty you know generic, like I mentioned. Mm. Next, 
we got Apocalypse Now. Ooh. <laughs> oh, the, the, the final cuts. I wanted to watch this. Apocalypse Now final cut, the IMAX 2D experience. Depressing. <laughs> watch this on the uh, on the largest screen in the country. It was <laughs> fantastic, amazing uh, picture. Actually, the picture was, was merely great, oh. but the sound was actually amazing. And I've been to many a movie with Matt, and I know <laughs> that if he don't like the picture quality, he will be the one to say so. I mean, it's pretty tough in this case because it's a, you know, well, it's, it's a from 30, the 70s. Yeah, 79, uh, 35 millimeter filming. Um, if it was a 70 millimeter production, it definitely would have, could look better when it's uh, remastered for 4K, but this is only 35, so you're like hitting. Right, bumping right up against that limit and um, some scenes I think were shot in 16 or 8 millimeters so those especially you know blown up to a hundred feet wide uh, it's a little bit blurry not very sharp a little bit grainy but anyway let's let's talk about the movie um, <laughs> one of Coppola's best wait what can I wake up now? <laughs> <laughs> but it's 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 so good it's um, the, this final cut does have a lot of humor that I don't think was present in the in the original theatrical cut, but was added in for the extended cut, like twenty or so years ago, fifteen years ago. Mm-hmm. And um, and you know, Hearts of Darkness, not the most comedic book. <laughs> just I, say, I, no, it's good that you bring that up. It's it's been a while, but I I do. Like, I know for a fact he read that book because <laughs> no, he was forced to read it in school. I didn't read it. Oh. I don't think we read. We didn't read that in school. Oh, I think AP did. Oh, I yeah. should have assumed, but. <laughs> I mean, okay, so that book, it came out, I think, in 1899. You know, it wasn't about the Vietnam War. It was just, I don't know if it was about any war in particular. It was just kind of uh, an abstract tale of a journey. It wasn't really based or, it was inspired by current events, but not based on them. And so for Coppola to, like, have the vision to adapt this for the Vietnam War is just mind-boggling to me Mm -hmm. um, because it fits so well. I, I feel like there are a lot of parallels and um, you have like these characters, they kind of mention that they're like fighting this war and they're fighting it for no reason. Like there's no discernible reason why they're doing this, why they're like killing out in these fields. Uh, and it's just, it, it, it hits you, hits you deep. You grow attached to these, to these characters over the long run time. Mm-hmm. I think it's uh, a little over three hours yeah, or maybe I, like two hours 50. I've watched this uh, film like twice I might have been like the redux version of it yeah it oh, that's released. what it's called redux yep um, and I I, I I always have something new to take away from it yeah uh, just like because, how did Marlon Brando get that fat oh, no, listen, do you know the story behind that yes he, I do oh man he's a, he was a pain on set <laughs> oh yeah he's an asshole good lord <laughs> no um, he's not he's a method actor Stella Adler but, acting company yeah, but you know honestly let, let's, let's call it that I think I think it worked for the scene yeah I think it worked oh this oh, like get me another cheeseburger <laughs> can I have another ring ding please <laughs> uh, oh my thud <laughs> I'm a bad father. <laughs> Doritos. <laughs> no, I mean, um, I've seen Popeyes. it. I, I've seen it at different points in my life. I've only seen it twice. Yeah. But like, I it's it's due for a rewatch. So when I kept seeing the ads pop up for yeah. AMC, I was like, I want to go on our it. phone when Matt texted constantly. <laughs> yeah. He was going to see it. Like, well, well, now it's on Blu-ray. It it came out yeah. August 27th on 4K mm-hmm. Blu-ray, and. Um, it's such a treat. The, no the criteria, st- no deal. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's worth it. The sound was amazing, uh, especially the overhead sound at select laser IMAXs, such as the one I went to. It really, uh, <laughs> you could feel like you, you could hear the helicopter blades right yeah. above you. Mm-hmm. And um, 
Oh, who is that? Not Colonel Kurtz. The the other like uh, Napalm in the Morning guy. Oh, uh, Robert Duvall. Yeah, uh, I forgot Dan. the character's name. Lieutenant <laughs> <laughs> Dan. <laughs> I forgot the character's name, but he is he's a riot. And this scene, um, I want to go surfing. Yeah, that, apparently that's not in the standard theatrical cut. They mm-hmm. added that in the Redux, mm-hmm. and uh, but they kept it for the final cut. Mm-hmm. They, it's, they stole it's so surfboard. fun. Yeah, they stole a surf, surfboard. surfboard. I think it's my favorite line. Um, Outside of Terminate with Extreme Prejudice, which is amazing, mm. um, and Harrison Ford in that scene as well, yeah. very young, um, I, lo- I just love the line, it was a good board, and I miss it, or, <laughs> or please, I will not hurt you if uh, if I get it back safely, or you know, whatever he says, mm. just so good. I just I just love the idea where it's like, it's just these, these characters on a journey, and they yeah. just slowly lose their minds, yep. it's, it's so fascinating. Apparently, I heard this theory... Um, that surprisingly is not in many places online, and I don't think it's that obvious. I mean, it seems obvious now, but um, I heard someone say that as they go deeper into uh, Vietnam and mm-hmm. Cambodia, uh, they're actually like going back in time. Not literally, mm-hmm. but the things that they experience on their way, it's kind of like a regression yeah. in society. I see and that. I mean, obviously, with the ending, that's... Yeah. It's completely uh informed by that or you know completely almost obvious but there are there are things along the way you know there's more death and um they talk about slavery when they reach the french plantation don't forget that cow and that controversial scene where the puppies oh the pup oh the oh where's the dog oh yeah oh yeah Yeah. (laughs) just thinking about that so yeah just like it, it gets it gets more primitive and they get more maladjusted to to what lies ahead and yeah it's 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 a masterwork it's amazing when i when i first walked out you know i could say that maybe the ending was a little bit long and uh, the french plantation scene maybe a little bit long like it it drags on a bit but you know if that's the trade-off for such a, a monumental like epic of a film i'll take it. it it might not be perfect but it's damn good anyway next blinded by the light this is uh, uh, the Bruce Springsteen like yeah, informed this is your movie. movie of the year. I heard uh, good things about it, this from Housewives. It's so good. I don't know how to judge it. <laughs> it's good. It's a little bit like goofy. Uh, the first hour didn't really suck me in, but the second hour actually, once they hit on some like New Jersey, uh, on some more <laughs> solemn like familial issues, because it, it's yeah. really like a story about family and not fitting in with, um, not fitting in anywhere, basically. Uh, once they like really lean into that, I think it does work. It, it's a pretty good movie, pretty solid watch, and uh, it really got me into Bruce Springsteen. I, I wasn't really a fan of his before, but I decided to check it out. I know it's sacrilege. Were you burning, Joyce? <laughs> <laughs> Trinitas Hospital. Oh, all right. That <laughs> but, checks uh, out. But yeah, no, I, I listened to his music, and it's, it's pretty <laughs> damn good. Um, I think I mentioned that last time on the podcast, actually. Mm. Uh, next, Aquarela. Aquarilla. A who? Uh, Aquarius? Uh, basically. <laughs> Aquarius. Oh, no, but this, and this understanding. Movie. Sympathy and trust abounding. This movie sucked. Oh. I it, it's a it's a documentary about water. Oh. Uh the first the, the first twenty minutes are actually interesting. Oh, and I should mention that it was filmed in uh ninety six frames per second, whereas oh. typically movies are twenty four frames per second. So, yeah. It must have felt weird. Um, was this 4K? Yeah. Could you see all the water? It was not 4K. <laughs> it 
Did you feel <laughs> yeah. the water? No, there were times I did actually enjoy it. The did theatrical. You? No, it's not 4D. <laughs> the theatrical experience was limited the water to. Water ride at Disney! <laughs> was limited to 48 frames per second, but they do want to release it in 96 at some point down the line when theaters are more capable. Um, I think it worked. The, the high frame rate. There were times when, like, they would do a quick pan of just like water or like glaciers, and it actually felt like being on a roller coaster. It, it actually kind of made me a little bit sick. And like, once it was over, once the quick panning calmed down, I became more steady. I I, I felt relief, and I was like, okay, that's kind of nice. Um, it this documentary mostly it shows like the destructive effects of water, um, and how it goes hand in hand with global warming. But it's an hour and thirty minutes. It doesn't need to be, it doesn't need to be longer than like forty minutes. And any points they're trying to make, I mean, there's no narration. There's like maybe one page of dialogue. It's it's really just you're just watching shots of water and ice, occasionally set to a soundtrack by a metal band Apocalyptica <laughs> or orchestral metal band Apocalyptica. It's but it just doesn't work to me on like a narrative sense. Like it's so basic and so surface level. <laughs> it feels like a student film. There's just nothing really going for it. It the first twenty minutes are interesting, and I was uh I was grabbed in. I was sucked in because um you see like these guys in uh also they don't they don't tell you where anything is being filmed. Apparently, uh, you find out in the credits that the first scenes were filmed in Russia, and so there's just like ice everywhere. And you see these guys, like, working with pulley systems and, like, makeshift uh, rods and things like that. You don't know what they're doing, but they're, like, digging into the ice and pulling away. They have, like, crews of men working on this. And you find out slowly that they're actually pulling up cars that have sunk into the ice. ice. And the reason that's happening is because uh, due to climate change... Um, the ice is melting about three weeks earlier than it typically is. So normally this ice is safe to drive on, but you know some Russian people didn't get the memo <laughs> that uh, they're living life on the edge. Yeah, that ice is melting. Yeah, and so uh, once you find out that that's what's going on, there are a few more scenes of like other cars just drowning, and it's a documentary. Somebody and, drowned cars, and you know they're trying to. <laughs> they're, <R>. <laughs> Uh, press F. <laughs> I'm pressing F, Jeffrey. <laughs> <laughs> and they're they're trying to you know rescue the people that were in them. Oh, okay. Too. There are people in these cars. <laughs> right. Well, I guess that would make sense. They're not Teslas. <laughs> but um, and you know, occasionally there's like people whose fates uh continue to be unknown. Like you don't know if they drown in there when when the film crew or you know where the documentary leaves off. There's still like one or two people just submerged, and you know they're trying to get them out, but. And then the movie just like shifts to something super boring after that. So it just doesn't match up. I, I don't know. Sounds like a film I won't watch. Yeah, it's sounds a like something I'll watch if they ever legalize something in New Jersey. Well, <laughs> yeah, possibly. We'll wait. <laughs> uh, all right. Now I'm gonna. I'm really gonna make these quick. Peanut, yeah. Peanut Butter Falcon. This is a feel good oh, movie. Oh, I wanted to watch this. I recommended it's good. it. It's good. It's good. It's uh, Shia LaBeouf. A uh, pretty good turn as uh, as, as white trash yeah. in, the, in the South. Um, white trash with like kind of a heart, but also he's kind of a dick, and the script like doesn't really do much to redeem him. Mm-hmm. But what, whatever, a, it's fine. This is a big cast. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Well, yeah, there there are people. John that, Berthall, uh, uh, Thomas Hayden Church, yeah, Bruce, Bruce Dern, Dern, but they really are not there for long. They uh, maybe film like it just five minutes on the one. Shining yeah, they, they film like five minutes of scenes. Yeah. So really, like the whole runtime, you're pretty much just watching two or three actors or actresses: uh, Dakota Johnson, Shia LaBeouf, and um, Zach. I forget his last name. Yeah. Um, the actor with Down syndrome, mm-hmm. who um, you know, he's very very lovable in this movie. Um, I don't know. If like some of his stuff was ad libbed or stuck to the script, but it's it's pretty, pretty fun and entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I liked it. It's a feel good movie. You know, it has some issues, but it's it's worth a watch. Um, you know, there are occasionally there are moments where the script I don't think it like really goes as deep as I want it to, um, and it gets kind of goofy, uh, but. It's it's in a good way. the The goofy moments they happen like really suddenly and abruptly. They're not really hinted at that it's going to happen, but I think it works. Um, the ending is like a little bit soft, a little abrupt, a little weak, but you know, still honestly worth it. Next, I watched Good Boys. Uh, this is a super bad with kids. I kind I kind of wanted to watch this too. This I is good. Either. I I did like it. It it felt kind of poignant at times, like toward the ending, which was a nice surprise. <laughs> Um, but you know, I think maybe Superbad did a little bit as well. Um, the the little kid actors are pretty pretty good in their roles. I I, I like a lot of what they do. Um, I was laughing really consistently throughout this, but it didn't really feel like there were big laughs. I just found myself chuckling like really frequently. So honestly, like it's it's really solid. Um, just maybe not super memorable, and I don't think it's like really gonna live in the in the zeitgeist or culture or anything but it's it's worth a watch again Whew, next is where'd you go bernadette this is a uh, richard You've Linklater. Been for this for yeah god knows how it's long. richard Linklater, who is uh, no one, one else your one, best one your best friend yeah <laughs> yeah kate kate blanchett stars as uh, the titular bernadette and it's it's a pretty good movie um it got some pre- it got weak reviews that i could see how they're justified um, it feels long. I thought it was like over two hours, but it's apparently like an hour fifty. Um, but Kate Blanchett is great in the role. Um, there are really some like solid mother-daughter moments. That's like what a lot of the movie hinges on. Um, she plays Miss Midwestern Mom pretty well. Let's say she's a uh, California. In oh, this never one. mind. Yeah, she's, close enough. Yeah. It, it's good. Like the characters feel fleshed out, which I appreciate, and I think that's like Linklater's uh, bread and butter. Um, but I don't know if like some of the interactions or some of the dynamics of the family, which is like really what the movie hinges on and is about, come together in a great way by the end. Um, and stuff in like the second half seems a little bit silly, but it's honestly solid. I recommend it. Just, you know, be a little bit patient with it. Uh, next, we watch Midsummer Director's Cut. Oh, how did I forget? I'm sorry, I forgot. But, uh, well, I don't, I don't oh, know if I there's that much to talk about. Oh, I talked about it last time with you, yeah. that's why. So. Yeah, so I don't have to bring yeah. anything up. I liked it. Yeah, of course. It's it's more of what I already Lord liked. More Midsummer. 
And I, I liked the uh, the nighttime scene. I liked mm-hmm. Danny and Christian's Christian. interaction in that. Christian. That's that's <laughs> that's a highlight. <laughs> Follow your heart. Uh, next, I watched the uh, 20th anniversary re-release of The Matrix in Where do you Dolby. find the time, Matt? Where are you yeah, find I'm, the time? I'm, I'm, I'm curious myself. Literally. <laughs> no wonder why. <laughs> Let me, I don't sleep. I don't do anything else. I mean, these movies are hell long. Like, a movie isn't five bucks nowadays. I had time to well, watch two movies. With A-list. Well, A-list. Well, tickets in for free. <laughs> uh, the Matrix was super worth it in in a list in uh, Dolby Cinema. It was uh, one of the best Dolby Cinema presentations I've been to. Like the you know the visuals. Did they come out and on strings? It, it was it was mostly. Uh, I mean the visuals were great. Um, some of the CGI obviously hasn't aged that well, but it didn't look terrible. Uh, to my surprise, to my astonishment, um, it was actually better than I remember it being. I think I watched it last in high school. Uh, and yeah, it's it still holds up, um, and the sound was fantastic, and uh, the seat rumbling, which is a feature in Dolby, uh, was really really good as well. It was it was also good for uh, a certain other movie that I'm gonna that we're gonna bring up, you know, eventually. <laughs> uh, but yeah, The Matrix. Go watch it if you haven't seen it because uh, it's a classic. Um, what was funny is uh, April didn't know about it. She didn't know about The Matrix at all. <laughs> Um, Lucky April. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good movie. Um, she hadn't known about it or heard of it, but once we watched it or once we came out of it, she was like, wait, this actually sounds kind of familiar. And she did know about the movie and its like effect on the culture in China, but she only knew it by its Chinese name, which I think translates to something like a hacking... Uh, a hacker's empire oh. or something like dot that. hack <laughs> yeah and um so i got yeah. that reference yeah, don't I, worry I, I thought right. that was, that was at least kinda... you did yeah <laughs> um what else what else i saw lawrence of arabia Woo! Uh, give us was, one uh, sentence <laughs> yeah, uh, well it's a four-hour movie so i'm gonna give you four yeah. hours one, four one, sentences yeah. one, four se- one per hour uh, one sentence is fine it's solid, and Peter O'Toole really uh, hams it up. He raw, raw. He, he plays his character very uh, effeminately and flamboyant, and I'm not sure it was. No, it could have been historically <laughs> accurate. It could have been, yeah. But I found nothing to suggest that. So I think maybe it was like a character choice or actor choice, mm-hmm. which was interesting. Um, and it's it really is an epic. It's crazy how they were able to get like so many extras and actors on the seat on the screen at one time, yes. and so many horses as well. Um, I don't know if they used any green screen, but it's. I mean, it's an epic. The story I think doesn't really hold up too much. I think it, you know, it's four hours long. It kind of drags. I don't think we need that much introduction. Um, a lot of people I talked to said they prefer the first act, but I prefer the second myself, just because I think it flushes out the character, the titular Lawrence, a little bit more, and really makes him. I prefer the him... first act because that's normally when I would stay awake before falling asleep <laughs> well, when I had yeah. it on at night. <laughs> I, I like the second act because it it makes Lawrence come to yeah. uh, uh, like basically face himself and like he set mm-hmm. himself up as a god to to uh, these people um, and. And he has to like come to terms with that. Yes. Being like, oh, wait, I'm not a god. <laughs> I'm just a man. Exactly. Uh, next we watched, uh, I already mentioned Totoro. Oh, Downton Abbey. Downton Abbey. One sentence is all this needs. I love Downton Abbey. <laughs> uh, if, if you're a fan of the show, you're gonna you're really going to like the movie. Yay! If you're not a fan of the show, I feel like you're going to be lost in the movie. <laughs> um, but 
very you know it's super dialogue heavy honestly nothing much happens yeah it's like um, an episode of the show it's like an but like doesn't but you, intrigue doesn't give me much <laughs> and they're preparing for the king and queen coming to Downton that doesn't like, give me much reason to watch anything. I love I Down Abbey so. oh I, I love I, it I think more happens in um in like a, a typical Christmas, Christmas special, special yeah. or well, the Christmas specials on this show yeah they go off the rails things happen <laughs> sometimes literally guns tits out <laughs> I'll, I'll, sti- I'll stick with the crown I'm fine also oh, so what no. okay so I watched the first two seasons of the show they've yes. jumped like what 50 40 years already <laughs> and yet Maggie nope. Smith still lives nobody's aged at all <laughs> Mac, well there's a running theory between me and the people who watch the show that Dame Dowager Countess uh, sucks life from the youth around her <laughs> and sense. gains their youth but um, okay, Maggie Smith, she is a treasure. She, <laughs> she is... hates this role, but really, <laughs> she she's, despises she's it. She's a highlight. She says, "I hate filming Downton." <laughs> oh, I think she channels all of her hatred into her character, and it, it works well on screen. And she also there's another sassy old lady character oh, that I think thousands of them <laughs> that she shares quips with. Oh yeah, I I'm not familiar with her from the first two seasons. I think she was introduced later, but she's she comes good. a bit later. Yeah, she's good. Um. Uh, not much happens. Really, it's it's so unnecessary. It's like Toy Story th- Four. It's <laughs> don't un- compare this to Toy Story Four. Well, I'm just saying they're both super unnecessary. I think the show ended fine enough, from what I hear. Very tidy. Yeah. The movie just wraps it up even even tidier. extra. Um, but it's good. It's solid. I'll watch it with my mom. <laughs> yeah, it's you know, <laughs> you, you go there for the British quips, and that's what you get. Yep. Um, next, we watch Hustlers. Oh, yeah. This yeah. is uh, Constance Wu. Um, I, I know that was my reaction going into it, but I was. It's got Lizzo! I was surprised. Well, you all so upset over it. Well, Ugly Dolls had Lizzo, too. Oh, well, well, you went and saw that, didn't you? I did, of course. I was going to, but <laughs> I, I regretted every moment of it. <laughs> this movie, it was, it was good. It was surprisingly um, good, <laughs> but because I had low expectations, just like everybody else. Um, it's uh, Cardi B makes a five minute cameo in the beginning Lizzo has a few lines here and there but really not too much mm-hmm. it's really just the J-Lo and Constance Wu show um, J-Lo I hear gives a career best that's which, what I hear too which doesn't mean like it's an Oscar worthy performance it's not like amazing per, uh, yeah. acting but it's pretty solid um, I, it the is, two divas at it again it Constance is, <laughs> versus J-Lo it the is biggest pretty, oh, yeah. it just looks like the, the female version of Magic Mike to me I, it's it's, well, I mean, it's not yeah. really like that. I it's like it's more that, heisty, right? It's not really heisty no. either. Um, no, I wouldn't say heist, but there's like, like crime. scamming. There's yeah, there's, there's swindling involved exactly. here. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I think certain things were handled better in Magic Mike, like the titular uh, friendship between the two uh, leads. Um, I think like the devolution of that was handled really well, and in this, it's just kind of um, hinted at or. Uh, just passed on by really quickly. Um, there's a framing device that I really just don't care about and I don't think it adds anything to the movie in Hustlers um, where like Constance Wu was speaking to a reporter about the events and like narrating it just doesn't really do anything for me. Um, but it's it's uh, it's a wacky movie to my surprise. Like there is a running gag of um, one of the divas or one of the hustlers that they get in on the crime, she has like a weak stomach and will just throw up at like the first sign of stress. And honestly, like they they play that card a lot, but it never gets old. Somehow, um, there are like really good, uh, funny moments from characters that are like 
uh, tertiary or uh, secondary to the leads. The leads themselves, they're not super redeemable. You could kind of see where they're coming from and why they do what they do. Um, but the movie, it feels like it's it's just trying to go for too much. Like They're trying to uh, have the titular relationship between... It's kind of a mother-daughter relationship between Constance Wu and J-Lo. Um, J-Lo is sort of like the mother she never had. Um, but it just they don't lean into it far enough for it to really work for me. Um, and at the same time, they're also trying to do like have this commentary on the country as a whole and how there's like that income inequality mm-hmm. and how the only way to get along in life for a lot of people is uh, to thieve to be a hustler. or to be a hustler yeah. or to be a scammer. Um, so I was disappointed by the ending, but I was impressed with how much they were trying to attempt and and there were moments where it was a little bit daring and a little bit artsy actually and and there was a decent soundtrack uh it's it's a solid watch i actually do recommend it Mm -hmm. i think i'm pretty sure that's it for me there's one more Uh, there's always one more (laughs) (laughs) one more thing Who's gonna mention it? You gotta spill the beans. Oh, that, this that's is you. This, no, as a, as a as a privilege for you two, I'll mention it, but I'm gonna keep my trap shut until I'm not gonna interrupt you at all until I hear your comments. Oh, on we'll, it. we'll see about that. All right, <laughs> here we go. We all watched it, chapter two. That's I don't know what that Hello. is. <laughs> Hello. Take it. Still you my favorite. That's my favorite line in the, in both movies. Is just Georgie. Take it. Take it. Uh. But it's I, I thought this was great. Um, definitely a step down from the first one, but I would still give them each like four stars out of five. They're just on you know complete opposite ends of the uh, four star spectrum. But this movie, it's <laughs> one of my friends. She was like, I didn't realize this was supposed to be a comedy, or I didn't realize it too mm-hmm. was a comedy. And I do feel that way. I think it's not as tense as it should be. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not gonna lie and like I'm not gonna say that I hated the comedic moments because I really liked what they added to the film and um, I think that's what resonated with a lot of people from the first one and I think it'll continue to with the second one I think audiences will still really like it they just won't really feel as much um, as much of anything as they did for chapter one chapter one was a little more scarier or a little more scary sorry um, and I think it was maybe a little bit more original. Like chapter two with um, like the three scary doors. I, I kind of don't like that they reuse that bit. I wanted to see something a bit more original. But since it is about like attacking your past, I'll kind of give them an, an excuse. Um, some of the flashbacks as well. I'll echo early reviews from critics and say that they were gratuitous. Um, didn't need that many flashbacks. I don't think they added too much. And the uh, artifact hunting act, second act of the movie, did kind of drag a bit. But um, it was a lot of fun, and some of the actors are just, they, they channel their their kid counterparts so incredibly well. You know, shout out to Bill Hader, shout out to... James Ransom. <laughs> thank you, you knew I was going to forget. I know. Um, I, I think maybe he plays a little bit of a caricature of Eddie sometimes, a little too much, but... God damn that resemblance! Like props to the casting team, and he he does play it really really well. Um, I know we were talking about some comparisons to the book and maybe the miniseries. I like that they gave uh, Stanley kind of his due at, with a nice little ending that wraps things up. But uh, I think that's all I have to say for now. Okay, 
I thought this movie was okay. <laughs> it was fine. I liked the adults and their portrayals, um, mm-hmm. especially like counteracting from the uh, from their the child actors. I think uh, in terms of like appearances and mannerisms and how they kind of interact with each other is actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. I wanted more of that, and I echo that where it's like I wasn't crazy about the whole kind of token finding quests yeah. um, which separated them and it's like uh, it's like they're here now they should like have some more moments where they can have some back and forth some banter with each other and you know Bill Hader's great it just helps show off his acting prowess I mean I oh, I, I always recommend Barry to you guys so mm-hmm. and that's that's just testament to, my list. to like what he can actually really do and he, he pulls it off pretty well here in terms of balancing like all the shit that's going on in this film and like like battling a clown and all this other <laughs> type stuff especially like right at the end there too i think it's a uh, it's handled very tastefully in mm-hmm. terms of uh, his uh, his own character and i know that's not a thing that's in the book too but how they uh, use it here in the film i think it's actually pretty good yeah um wasn't scared at all um i <laughs> well, just i didn't I, I care. Have to say none of us were scared um, yeah i I, as as it's marketed as a, a horror film, I just don't think it delivers on that. Um, uh, I I was happy for the deaths that were in this movie, and uh, without spoiling anything, and I was just like, good. <laughs> Pennywise is doing some some dude justice here. Yeah, but uh, it's surprising because the first one, you know, it one featured no deaths. You knew all aside, the all the aside kids from had just like two, but. Well, yeah, from from like the central kid actors, you knew they had plot armor, mm-hmm. but it was still scarier. Mm-hmm. So the second one, with adults with real consequences and stakes, it should have delivered more than it did. Yeah, um, I there were times I did laugh, uh, the and some of those times where I laughed were it was just more like, uh, what is this? Uh, especially <laughs> when it has to deal with um, Eddie in the basement. <laughs> Or mm. I just I just couldn't understand why they they inserted like that song and I just it it didn't I oh did, yeah I didn't that think was it, weird I didn't think it fit I think it was distracting um, that the made en- no sense the 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 ending I think is just whatever to be honest it, it, in are fact, we gonna spoil it I, the book's been out for. 30 years. Well, but they, uh, they... I mean, they changed they changed some stuff. Yeah. I'll I think, think most people I'll have seen it. I'll be the master of that. Anyway. <laughs> what they changed and what they didn't. Um, I think they should have cut Mike from this movie, to be honest <gasps> with you, because wow. I, I don't think... Uh, and that goes with the other film as well. Mm-hmm. I think Mike should... I mean, it's an adaptation. You can make changes, and I just don't think Mike was handled to the to grace to, of what they should have done, especially because... This is also me going off reading like maybe a third of the book and also watch being very familiar with a TV film where he's supposed to be like the like the the one who's interested in dairy, mm-hmm. you know, and and they give that in the first film to Ben and mm-hmm. like I think that kind of detracts from his importance in terms of the group as a whole. I mean, yes, he stays behind for the second film so he can remember everything, get everybody back, but I think I don't know he his his role in in here is just a little. Not, I mean, he doesn't do it like we where we get the sense of every, what everyone has a moment where they reflect back and to, like, like when they were separated, where you don't really get that with Mike. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot there, I think. Mm. Um, uh, I think the bully was a little distracting in this. Oh, yeah, Henry Ballers. Uh, and yeah. uh, the zombie driver that I, was just I didn't silly. like, I didn't like in that. The book, it's Belch in the movie, it's um, Patrick. 
Well, I, I don't know. So that's just, in the book, too? Like a, book, a zombie yeah. driver? Yeah, he's driving Christine around. I think. Oh, yeah, that makes more sense. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm not, I don't know. I didn't. I think that was a little odd. It felt so I, goofy. It felt like something in a PG yeah, horror movie. Where I, this, this, the movie, to me, just didn't feel like it didn't know where it wanted to go at times. Yeah. And, I, and in terms of, like, style and... Uh, I'm avoiding John's gaze right now because no, I know... I'm, not, I'm, I'm fine. fine. Uh, um, <laughs> I, 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 I'm not angry. I did. I did like the the Stephen King cameo in this. I think it's very He's good. Adorable. I, I think it's. I love him. Uh, he got run over by a car. That's right. Uh, <laughs> and he lived to tell the tale. Yeah. Um. Uh. Pet Cemetery. What, was he in that? Well, no. <laughs> Somebody. Well, the originally gets He's run in over. Pet Cemetery as a preacher. Yeah, the first, well, like the yeah. the newest one. Well, I just mean not the newest somebody one. gets run over by a by a truck and lives mm-hmm. to tell the tale yeah. in a certain way. Um, but I don't know. I I mean, I, as a, I think as a whole, it's 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 an okay film. I don't even think you really need to see the first one to see uh, mm-hmm. this one because mm-hmm. of how much they go back and shove the first one down. Um, <laughs> I mean, maybe not down your throat. I think I'm being a little bit mean right there, but uh, it's. It's just okay to me. Yeah, I think it's just fine. It's always going to live in that first movie shadow. Yeah, and so. I will. I I do remember. Uh, I wanted to say with the adults. I think uh, the first movie resonated so well because it worked well as a coming of age movie about like just growing up and like having to. Uh, face some fears and overcome some fears and bullying and things like See, that. I I, I I like that, but think, I don't think it's handled as well, I think, in this I, film. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I wish the adults were more like rooted in something meaningful. Mm-hmm. Like if they um, had to overcome their fears again uh, or, you know, they were faced with like um, the, the trauma of who they were and like growing up in kind of that unforgiving world. But there was really nothing to make us feel that way for the characters mm-hmm. and for the actors. Like, they all pretty much found success outside of Derry. Didn't, like, mm-hmm. stick with them except for Stan. But that's that's uh, kind of tucked away neatly pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. And yep. I, I wanted to see more of that kind of residual. Would, it would have given us something to latch on to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Am I allowed to speak? Yeah, I'm done. Do okay. it. Um, I like this more than I thought I would. Uh, going into it, I heard a lot of negative buzz around it, and if anyone knows me, this is probably my favorite novel. I've read about ten times, I want to say at least. <laughs> and it's a big um, old book. I'm a huge Stephen King fan. I have to say the book is still best, uh, but the source material is also one of the hardest things I think you could possibly adapt and make everyone happy out of it, because there's constantly jumping between time periods and fears and children and things aren't scary and things are scary. I think that Andy Muschietti, the director, actually did the best he could for the general masses. Mm-hmm. Um, I could tell by some of the things that he had in this movie that he is a huge Stephen King fan. That's good. And a fan of the novel, which I respect, because if it was up to me, this would be like um, a series uh, that we would like go mini, chapter by chapter. Yeah, not even a mini, a mega series, if they do <laughs> exist. Um, I put it's more funny than scary. I would like to see a scary movie. The only thing scary about this movie was the CGI because it was awful and I didn't like it in any way, shape, or form. When I saw those fo- fortune cookies. No, oh, I like the fortune cookies. I was though. just like, Ugh. oh, I like the fortune cookies. Some, some I of the like balloon. The baby thing. The, yeah. I didn't the, like the old woman. The big balloon stuff. Oh, the yeah, googly eyes. Yeah, googly eyed uh, woman. Monster. I think they should just have had a naked lady. They got a midsummer extra. They could have got her in there and just been naked, run that someone. <laughs> um, it makes sense if you read the book a little bit more, though, but compared to, you know, 
the mass artists. This is what they had to do. Casting was great. Bill Hader, James Ransone. Um, I actually like Jessica Chastain in this movie, but I don't think she had anything to work with because of the script. Yeah. And yeah. there's nothing I can take care of for that. Um, emotional fantasy adventure. I said there was a lovely Daddy King cameo, which we <laughs> mentioned. Um, Andy Muschietti is thinking he's still filming things for this six-hour masterpiece. Supercut. Supercut. Um, there I'd, were things. I'd like cut. to see that. There were things cut that you mentioned. Um, I think you would have been more interested if Kerry Fukunaga had stuck with the first movie because he was thinking of cutting Stanley, cutting one of the losers. See, I I would have maybe... Well, I mentioned about Mike, where it's like, you take Mike out because you know, yeah. I, 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 what what they kind of like did with him. Yeah. Where you put Stanley in, into the Mike role, yeah. have him stay there, yeah. which causes him maybe more to like maybe like, you know, like cut cut himself at the end where it's yeah. like oh after he makes the phone calls and then mm-hmm. he just kind of comes to terms with like what happened he, he can't help but like face it you know yeah. mm-hmm. also or, for, for, oh sorry going. Uh, no, like, another thing they could have done with, with Stan in this movie was like maybe when they all come back sit down at the Chinese restaurant mm-hmm. Stan's there and then that's when you kind of do the zombie stand scene. They could have, and and where it's like the Pineapple Ice could have just fooled them. And yeah. It's like no, like he's dead or something. Oh like yeah, that, that would have yeah. been. Nice. I think that would have been more effective to yeah. me. I think. Yeah, I, I would have been good. I think just because that's such an iconic scene, even in the book, like there was no way they were going to cut the Jade Orion scene because a lot of people cite that as like their favorite scene in the novel as well. Well, no, not cut it, but tweak it. Tweak it a little bit, I yeah. think. But you know, no one, no one in that Chinese restaurant was reacting to <laughs> yeah. the people like flipping out no, just a couple Ooh, tables away. But it's under the thrall of Pennywise, the town, which they also cut. It's supposed to the whole town's supposed to go to shit as Pennywise is dying. But really, this is how it oh. ends. You're, I'm your bully. Stop bullying me. Wham. That's, that's what I wanted to mention. <laughs> yeah. That's why I was Wham. wondering. And it does not end like that in the book. You're there. so grown up. Yeah. I, well, but how are you gonna? I, I wanted Eddie yeah. to be like, "Hey, clown." I yeah. fucked your mother and, and then die. And <laughs> Andy wanted to, Mr. Mushietti, Spoilers, wanted to have, you know, the whole turtle god thing be a thing, which is a big thing. Well, they, they, they teased it again in They tease it. He wanted to do it, but can you imagine Joe and Betty Beercan going in the movies and what the fuck is this turtle shit well, going yeah. on? They, they pre- well, you think that's weird? A, a fucking monster clown comes from space. <laughs> well, that, they address that in the fucking movie. But have you yeah. seen people saying like, oh, Pennywise is bad? I'm like just catching on to this point now. <laughs> it's know. a thing on the internet. I thought he was the lead. Literally. Yeah. I, I, uh, they did Adrian Mellon seem very good. I'm glad they opened with that. It's very heavy and nice. Oh, no. That's like the second chapter of the book, too. First chapter. No, second. First it opens with Is that. it? Yep. Georgie's second. Oh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> well, yeah. And I think we that, can check. It's right here. <laughs> I, I, I think that's done very well. Yes. I think you could have done with less balloons, in my opinion. Oh, I, I, I liked the cinematography. The 99 blood yeah. balloons. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do admit there were some really weird takes. Um, the token journey isn't a thing in the book, but they do have personal visits with like mm-hmm. reconvening. Like Bev yeah. with Miss Miss Kirsch happens. Richie and the lumberjack happens. I, I okay. What, what I what I hate about the um, the her going back to her house mm-hmm. is and they do in the trailer. They 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 spoil it, but like they have Marsh there. Why, why why not? Make make it not seem as if like something spooky is about to happen. Why can't she just go there and and then like all of a sudden it it it's it just happens. Yeah. Uh, why does she have to like be creepy? Oh, I don't mind. It's a movie. I don't mind that. We were at Jersey yeah. Gardens. Motherfuckers yeah. were laughing. I know. Like my, my theater was laughing up. too because it's a movie. Cracking up. 
It just I don't know. I don't like, mind there, it. There, 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 there's such there's such thing as subtlety in the way you can build up to a scare. <laughs> yeah, with Stephen King, I don't know. Not until I'm behind the director's camera. And Peter Bogdanovich made a cameo as a director in this movie. Yeah, Ooh, look yeah. at that. Tie in. Night, Nightcaps the topical sucked. again. <laughs> yeah, I uh, think it was good. Better. I, I think that it's was, a great hangover that was good movie. Meta commentary. It didn't feel as long, which I was happy about. Yeah. I mean, it didn't stop me from checking my phone, but like it did have a nice flow about it to some regard. So yeah. I was, I was pleasantly surprised by that. I, I just, but I was also hoping for Clown Dog, and that didn't happen. But you they mean teased the Doberman. It. Yeah, they he's in a book. They kind of well, yeah, but they kind of teased it for yeah. that one. Like he's looking at the dog on his phone, the security yeah. guard. And yeah. it's like, really, you're not going to stop. So this you guy? could see that you know he has the ideas there, but yeah. it might have been. I, I think pay, paying homage to some yeah. things is nice. Huge fan. I, I do think this was kind of rushed to production. Yeah. Um. I mean, there's no way they weren't going to rush it out of you know the success from the first one, the use of child actors. Million. <laughs> yeah. And first movie. They they did point this up before the movie came out, but I, I was able to see it. I, uh, I could see the de-aging on some of these kids. Oh, it was so... The, all their lines and, were voice and, recorded. And and, and the, the voice... Yeah. Finn Wolfhard, every I, line. I didn't notice that, actually, like the, surprisingly. Like the whole clubhouse scene. And what, every yeah. time I looked at Ben or like Richie yeah. or Eddie, I was like, something's off Yeah. Here. Damn, I didn't notice that. Oh, I did. When but I, but I didn't know it was supposed to happen. So now that I know... I didn't know either, but I saw it. it was, I heard it. It was, it was noticeable. Well... Because Finn Wolfhard, he looked like a 30-year-old now. <laughs> Yeah, he does. Yeah, it's a man. I don't. I don't know how to feel about the ending that this movie went with. I'm, the key to, to defeating oh, him is to bully him. And they cut Tom him. and Audra, two pivotal characters in the book, just you know, on scene. Bye. Oh, I don't know about that. Yeah. That um, what's his name's wife? Bill's wife. Bill's wife. Oh right. And, uh, oh, I, I got also. Right. Yeah. I didn't buy the romance in this. As, as well, I mean, well. yeah. I just. I. Could've, it's odd because I, they, I think it. they've been romantic partners in a movie before. I forget which one though. I think they acted alongside one another before. We're talking uh, Bev and Chastain Ben. And McAvoy. Ah, them. Dark Phoenix? I haven't seen that <laughs> shit. They're in that together. <laughs> uh, but um, also, one other thing. I, I don't know if like maybe I just saw a weird version of the miniseries or if this is how it actually is. In the miniseries, I watched like 10 minutes of it. Uh, I, I think watched, the first half holds up. I watched them. I'm a, fan of, I, I'm a fan of the first half. I like Tim Curry, and that's about it. <laughs> I watched them defeat Pennywise as children. Yeah. And then from there, it's like a really... Uh, just uh, jarring or really just jump cut mm-hmm. to Stan in the bathtub. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm still that, a fan of that. I, I like how, how they happens, do in the right? book. It happens like simultaneously youth and adulthood. It's really weird and trippy, but as you read, you go, you jump between time periods. Right. Yeah. But in, in the miniseries, that's how it happens, yeah. right? Like they defeat Pennywise yeah. and then you find stand in the bathtub yeah that, i i, I kind of i like that uh-huh. i yeah. think that's so good yeah. i think it's a good ending like to honestly the, yeah. one too they could have done it last movie too like, like i was watching the miniseries in uh in 2017 when the first one came out and that happened and i was i, I like almost lost it because i don't know maybe a, many audience people know the story of it and they know like stand is that's supposed to happen to him, but I had zero clue, uh-huh. and I was just watching a miniseries. I planned to turn it off once they got to adulthood, yeah. but this happened so suddenly, and it creeped up on me, yeah, and yeah. I was like, "What was that?" Was like I heard somebody saying "Stanley," yeah. mm-hmm. and just seeing that it it was you know not traumatizing, but it was like heavy, and uh, it it just hit me. It was a punch to the gut, and I wish we got that in this I, movie. I didn't I didn't like the the Stan letter at the end. I didn't either. I didn't I, I, I didn't like that. I, well, 
Because he's like, I it kind of glamorized suicide for me, and I was like, I'm really, mm. Mm, I don't know how I feel. I about couldn't this. find I couldn't find a reason why he was like he wrote these out. It's if like for plot, I, that's to explain to the audience that it's okay. It's okay to, to yeah. be afraid and kill yourself. <laughs> yeah, I guess I like you can that. do it now if you want. <laughs> Uh, Live on the podcast. No. <laughs> I, yeah, I'll do it. Just, <laughs> just call me Angel. <laughs> uh, so I, I like that they included it, but yeah, it probably could have yeah. been written or. But how better. about Eddie's mom being played by the same actress that plays his wife? Oh, I didn't, I didn't catch that. That's great. <laughs> Things like Good that, enough. I was like. Yeah, because in the book he they, marries someone just like his mom. They, they defat her for this. No, movie. she's the same actress. Well, like uh, she looked the less. She was less fatter. Heavy. Yeah, she was fatter in <laughs> chapter the, one. Yeah. Oh, the mother. <laughs> yep. Well, nice. It chapter two. I guess we're gonna speed through these next two. Yeah, I got nothing to talk. Try about. on the boards. Any theater? Uh, well, inside from well, two weeks from now, I guess when this goes up, which is will be today. Today and uh, <laughs> late um, today. Well, uh, I guess like uh, the Friday from uh, two weeks prior to uh, after. Uh, wow, just, just give us dates. Yeah, I'm, so I'm the lost. Twi- the, twi- the, the 27th. <laughs> what am I reading um, a Stephen King novel over here? What? The the twenty seventh is uh, of September this month. <laughs> Our Lord and Savior <laughs> is when Chesney Musical opens up for uh, for me over at uh, CDC over in. Uh, Are you in okay, Crawford. baby? You need a Popeye sandwich or something. <laughs> I, I, I I was trying to line the dates up. Where it's okay. like oh, like uh, two two weeks You're from like now. Twenty seventh <laughs> of the September, which is this month. I was like oh, two weeks from now, but it's like oh no, wait, this is Saturday, but Friday, two weeks. So it's like oh, it's more like uh, that. I just caught myself oh, in, a, in a big loop. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, so Chess opens up. I guess. 10 in two weeks and yeah. uh you know and tickets are on sale now so uh bye, yeah bye, bye. Nice. yeah and, and and the venue usually sells out it holds about 200 seats or so and uh mm-hmm. but yeah you know it's uh it's it's come together pretty well i'm very happy with it yeah. we're, this we're in the middle of runs now full full runs in terms of a uh, rehearsal time so. this isn't like my local amc where i have to uh click which seat i want right it's oh, a no. ga this, this is a uh, uh, as uh buy as is nice. it's not real theaters Good, yeah. good. Not regal. Yeah, uh, that's good. <laughs> um, I have no theater news. Cool, me neither. All right, disc jockeys, any music news? Nothing. I'm just gonna mention one song. It's uh, the Killing Jar by Susie and the Banshees. I believe from the '80s. Um, it gave me midsummer vibes, <laughs> midsummer sex scene cult vibes. So check it out. Um, I'm gonna also mention one song. Don't call me Angel. Three. Uh, <laughs> For the Charlie's Angels movie soundtrack, we got three icons of pop music coming together. Mm. Ariana Grande, Miley Cyrus, and Lana Del Rey. Ooh. Ulu, I, that's nice. I love hey, it. Moi, I love it. Soir. That yeah, bitch. It's, <laughs> it's another collab. Not probably to that level. I don't think it's that good of a song. I think it's interesting to see these three together. And the whole song, me being the person I'm asking, where's Lana? Where's Lana? Is she coming? And then her last verse, she comes in, and the song does a complete, like, change, and it's like, oh, this is a different song now. But I like it. I like it. It's like, and the whole movie, I mean, the movie, the whole whole music video, you see Lana's getting ready, and you're like, what what is Lana getting ready for? She's checking a headset, she's listening, she's putting on her walkie-talkie. Checking her watch. And she comes up for this uh, this verse and just takes it out of this song that we're in now, and then gives her a typical Lana flair, and I'm just dying. That's weird. I'll check it out. Yeah, it's interesting. Well, 
the podcast has ended. Amuse Boosh segment. <laughs> That's uh, right. Uh, Matt, stop talking. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anywhere that we can find each other on social media. Uh, you can find me over at MZBro Jr. over on uh, uh, Instagram or uh, Matty Where Sats over on Twitter or follow my other uh, uh, video game podcast, Inside the Gamer Stronghold, where me and my co host uh, Jason Reinertson uh, uh, talk weekly uh, every Tuesday about. The, the newest in gaming news and uh, hopefully we'll have uh, some um, new episodes uh, spurred out uh, some review episodes I'm currently playing Catherine Full Body which I know John Ooh. is right now so hopefully we'll if get by a... playing you mean doing one level and then crying and going to bed and waking up and starting the week again <laughs> and sure. maybe watching a, a YouTube montage <laughs> or no or so. I don't do that I'll play through it but uh but yeah you know hopefully we'll get a review out uh, within the coming weeks yep. or so and uh, and uh, yeah I'm dabbling into YouTube right now in terms of a uh, editing space maybe trying to get some uh some you know some reviews or uh or gameplay videos up off the ground so nice. just experimenting with that right now so stay tuned for that yep you can find me john dickmarkowski at losing my mind jk on instagram chicken rejk on twitter you can follow my other anime podcast anime was not a mistake currently in our season two we're pitting satoshi Kon versus momoro husoda um almost done with that very interesting i'm glad <laughs> you tuned in subscribe please listen we know you do we know you love anime take it <laughs> Take it away, Matt. <laughs> well, you can find me, Matt, at um. Well, for the next week, I'll be at my current abandoned warehouse of an office, and then the week after that, I'll be at my glorious, shiny new skyscraper of an office. It's an office in the sky, but I think I'm on the first floor. Anyway, yeah. um, yeah, come, come by, say hi, bring me lunch. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Sayonara. Watashiwa. Uh, you had to do it, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs>